What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Kiss the Ring podcast, a commissioner's podcast presented to you by the good folks at Trophy Smack. TrophySmack.com forward slash Underworld for all your fantasy trophy needs. My name is Memphis. I am the host of the show. And tonight I am bringing back a repeat guest, and we're going to be talking about the ugliest word in fantasy football. That's right, collusion. But uh, I am colluding with this guy. He's a good friend. He has been the most popular guest in the history of the Kiss the Ring podcast. He is none other than Mr. Nathan Pilmer. Nathan, Nate, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for having me, Randy. Happy to be back. Yeah, I'm telling you, back by popular demand. So um, we've been blessed to have you know plenty of good guests. We've had John McGlynn. We've had Ryan McDowell from DLF. Oh, yeah. But for whatever reason, this guy right here, my good buddy, Nate, and I think it's because Nate and I do this all the time. I just don't record it. You know, we'll be driving. I'll be driving home from work. I'll get stuck in traffic. Now, Nate, you used to live in L.A., Orange County. You know about bad traffic. Oh, yeah. that's no, no Nothing is a better time killer than talking fantasy in the middle of dead stop traffic. Nate and I would talk commissioners. We would talk trades. We would talk just football in general. And now Nate lives in the uh, the beautiful state of Idaho. Commute's probably not as bad there unless like a moose gets hit by like a log truck. Well, I do work from home, so the commute is probably like twenty feet. So uh, oh, you just walk from is, like the bedroom. It is a fantastic transition. Absolutely, it is a it is a fantastic <laughs> transition. So yes. we are going to talk collusion on tonight's show, but I want to fill you guys in real quick on some things that are happening with the Kiss the Ring. So I've got one more kiss the ring left before the preseason. Now that two weeks from tonight, Nate, two weeks from tonight is the 21st of August. Do you know what happens the weekend of the 19th and the 20th of August? Uh, my birthday. Uh, oh, uh, but well, actually, actually that I, I lied that that would actually be like the, uh, the 26th and the 27th of August. Well, is that, well, if you're asking me, uh, specifically, uh, just from a football perspective, that is basically, uh, where commissioners need to get back to work and start resetting rosters and make sure everyone's getting ready for the season. And knowing that, uh, well, from a f- football fan perspective, you get ready. It's, it's well, it's it, it is, but it, it's the last, it's the biggest redraft weekend of the year. So on the twenty first, we're gonna help prep you, for, you live drafters, you people I that miss. draft. Oh yeah, I, I love drafting with what, what my wife calls my quote unquote internet friends, like Nate, JD <laughs> from the Goat District, Dan Williamson, Theo, the Podfather. I love playing in leagues with those guys, yep. but there's something about getting. And at this point in our lives, we've, I've been playing in some leagues for so long that, like, we've had wives jump into the league. Now we have sons and daughters, like, families drafting together. It's awesome. You get together. It's a pitch-in. We're going to break that down, how to make your live draft special. So on Monday, the 21st of August, leading into that big weekend, why is that the biggest weekend? I'm glad you asked because the following weekend is Labor Day. College football is kicking off. And you should not be doing your redrafts that weekend. You should be enjoying that last bit of summer, that last bit of sunshine. Maybe you're at the lake. Maybe you're at the pool. I don't know. Check the weather near you. But you shouldn't be doing your redraft league. You should be getting ready for the NFL season. So we're going to have you dialed in for that experience. Redraft weekend coming up on August 21st. And then the, the commissioner stuff will be going away kind of. I'm going to be transitioning to a new in-season show. It's going to have to do with gambling and player props, and there'll be more on that in the near future. 
but I'm going to keep a little sliver of the Commissioner podcast alive on the Dynasty War Zone. Now, that streams with my buddy Jerry Sinclair. He is my co-host. We're going to keep that little segment alive. We're going to call it the Commissioner's Corner. So if you guys have a question, you guys have a Commissioner's story, if we feel like we need to work it into the Dynasty War Zone, we will. And if you want me to run it by Nate, I also will. So make sure you're subscribed everywhere, Player Profiler YouTube, Dynasty Warzone YouTube, and you'll not miss a thing. So, Nate, let's get into it. It is the ugliest word. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure as a commissioner, you've had to deal with it, collusion. Now, Nate, what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear that ugly word, collusion? <laughs> uh, the, the TV show The League uh, uh, in Ruxin. Uh, but that's just because I, I love that show. But, uh, yeah, like you said, collusion is an ugly word, man. And you you do see it. You, you do want to um, hear about it, but you don't want to experience it because there's so much uh, subjectivity when it comes to determining what collusion is. If you, I mean, if you look at it on Twitter, all you all you see is is this collusion, and it's uh, you know, it's a it's a trade that no one likes, uh, which isn't what collusion is. Collusion is basically some behind the scenes where two teams are trying to put one over the rest of the league by doing something secretive that helps each other beneficially just for them, uh, and they can really hurt the league in the long run. So um, if you want to look at the definition, it's there, but. Um, when you talk about fantasy football wise, that is something that could kill a league if it's not handled correctly. And it, it, it does happen. I think it's rare, but it, you do need to make sure you cut it off at the head. Yeah, we'll, we'll jump deeper into it in a, minute, in a minute. But my definition is it's odd. Collusion means different things to different people. Years ago, there was a Senate subcommittee hearing on pornography. And the head of the subcommittee was like asking someone, what does pornography mean to you? And the person who was testifying said it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but you know it when you see it. And I, I think that's a good way to define collusion. Yeah. It means, it means a lot of different things to a lot of different fantasy and dynasty gamers, but you clearly know it when you see it. And we're going to jump into more talk on collusion here in just a second, but I'll tell you where you shouldn't experience collusion is underdog. Let's take just one minute and hear about that from our friend, the Podfather. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickems. It's important to correlate those NFL pickems. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can five extra payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is Underworld. For an instant deposit match up to $100, underdog is the truest friend of the underworld. Absolutely. And on top of the good folks at Trophy Smack supporting this podcast, Underdog, also a great place to play if you're a best baller. Uh, they talk about those pickums. We're going to be roughing up those pickums come prop cast season, but more on that in the future. Nate, the one thing I wanted to ask you about collusion. Now, I think the one thing for me from a definition standpoint of collusion is the number one thing that has to take place is the divvying up of the money. So you and I play in, in, in a league together where we play for, it's 
it's not cheap, but it's not super expensive. But if you're playing for anything, oh. so if you and I were colluding and I helped you win or you helped me win, for me personally to consider it collusion, we have to be splitting the money. You have to be getting some kind of a, of a monetary benefit in order for me to consider it collusion. That's that's really the number one determiner for me. Does that make sense to you? What do you think about that? From a that's the number one motivator. Uh, that, that, that's gonna be my that was gonna be my follow up question. What do you think that? So I'll, I'll let you take this as a two parter. Then, do you think it requires? a financial transaction of, you know, the pot to be split between the two. And then what do you think the number one motivating factor is? Is it like an overwhelming sense of competition or is it just out and out greed? Well, I do like the, the, how you brought in that analogy to um, uh, say that it's, it means a lot of things, a lot of uh, people are, you know, but you'll know when you see it uh, from a commission standpoint. Yeah, I know when I see it, but uh, from other people, um, yeah, I mean, Splitting the money uh, for one thing, sure, that's that's the end game if you're doing some sort of transaction in a fantasy league. But um, there are times where I mean, I think the most obvious time is uh, I'll give an example: is just if, if there's a really extremely lopsided trade, and then you see the other guy just take off the the the, the guy the other party in the trade has left the league. That to me is the most obvious time where you see collusion, but it's really hard to track any type of transactional uh, you know, give and take between two parties, obviously, uh, especially when you're on the online league. Um, but yeah, I would say that obviously the number one motivator here is money. Um, there are times uh, I would say, and I think we'll probably get into this later where there's uh, mutual benefits to say two people are in two different leagues. Uh, and, but again, this is like to better their teams so they can win the pot in whatever league they're trying to, to better their, their teams for. But then you, you can see the guys, that's okay, I'll help you here. It's a quick pro crowd, basically. Yeah, I help you here, you help me there. Well, and and I believe part of it is is that it's the intent, right? It's like if if you're involved in a, in a situation where someone dies, is it murder or is it manslaughter? Because it comes down to intent. Yes, someone may have died, but how you're charged in that interaction depends on what your intent was. Did you do it intentionally or were you just naive? Right. Now, because there are some times, and, and this was going to be, this is another question, is there are times like we're in season. Like maybe you're going for it and I've experienced bad luck. And I've got some older assets. Maybe I've got a, a Josh Jacobs and a, and a Cooper Cup. And I make a trade with you, and maybe I give you three really good win-now pieces. Mm-hmm. And in return, maybe you give me some injured stars. Think back to last year. You know, Brees, Brees Hall tears an ACL. Um, I'm trying to think of some like, like another young guy who got hurt. You know, and or Cooper Cup got hurt. Maybe you mm-hmm. sent me Brees Hall and Cooper Cup, and I sent you Tyreek Hill, Josh Jacobs, and like maybe one other thing. Mm-hmm. Is that collusion? Or is that two two GMs working together to make a deal that's mutually beneficial? No, I don't consider that collusion, but we did have a conversation. I think that's how trades are done. I mean, you got to be real careful. Business, yes, and and, 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 but I think for some people, the fact that I'm assuming not everyone in every league that you're in has your phone number like I do. Mm-hmm. And not everybody has that inside track to say, "Hey, dude, I want to make a ch- I want to make a trade in whatever league." And do you have a minute to talk? Mm-hmm. I think that's just talking through a deal. 
Is it, would you agree? Or would you say there's some collusion? Because we're technically working together, but we're not doing it in a way to rip off the league. Uh, no, because in, in, if there's no trade deadline, for one thing, um, then as long as it's a fair value transaction, like, yeah, a, a hurt player could still be worth more than a not hurt player from, from a dynasty value perspective. It's just, okay, I'm going for it, and this guy's hurt. I'm sacrificing the better hurt player long-term. This is dynasty value. This isn't just in-season value. So there is you are giving up a, a portion of that value long-term to win now. So, no, there's, there's that's not collusion. That is just good business. Uh, in, in fact, I think that's the norm. And most of my leagues, because as you know, I don't like trade deadlines. They are useful in preventing collusion, though. Um, trade deadlines is very, very, uh, a, a very good tool to prevent uh, people going. Because if the, the later in the season we go, the more that you need to know that you are either making a run for something or you're just dead in the water. Um, you'll know later in the season, but if you have like the week six trade deadline or whatever it is, really on the better, you're it's gonna have a tough time whether or not you want to just make this you know monster trade that will have your team, or like man, I'm like you know three and four, but I still have a chance to make the playoffs. Why would I kill my team and make this egregious trade? Um, so those are those are some ways of doing it, but the way that the example you give me, no, I mean, I do that any chance. Well, I, 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 I think that's the, the, the way it gets done. I just think that. Like I've been, how long have you been playing fantasy football? We'll go back to redraft before you dipped a toe in dynasty. How long have you been playing? Before I had gray hair, uh, this is when we are in the teens. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for me, I've been playing. I remember my very first redraft was the year that Michael Vick broke his leg in training camp, and I drafted him way super early that year. Mm-hmm. And that really cost me a lot that season. That was, by the way, from a little commissioner side note, that was the that was the year that I think it was like 2000, maybe 2002, something like that. It's been a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And that was the year that taught me you do not do your draft until all the preseason games are <laughs> over. Because when you have to get disciplined, yes. That that year sucked, man, because mm-hmm. you know, you I went super I went super early on a quarterback, but I, I, I don't think that getting back to this that like I can ever really think of real times where I've seen real collusion. And this was a, a, a much different time for me. I was, you know, a bachelor uh, working three jobs, gambling a little bit on the side. And I played in a league where the buy-in was $500. Each loss was 50 bucks hmm. and, and every ad drop was five bucks. So every time you add drop somebody, it was five dollars, and you had and, and then we used the add drop money in that league to as like a bonus prize, like the toilet bowl prize, and we were playing for big money. And never once did I ever feel like anyone was colluding or trading or doing anything in a in a manner that was nefarious. Can can you really think of? I know there was one time where you and I thought two guys were the same guy in a league, and it ended up being we were wrong. <sighs> You remember this? You remember what I'm talking about? We thought that Keith and, and Jason were the same guy. And, um, and that was like four or five years ago. And they're, and they're not, but it was there for a while. Like we were like, but I have never in 20 years really ran into of playing fantasy and dynasty football where I really thought someone was trading or, or, or cheating. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I, I, and those are two great. Um, guys that we play with uh, it, but because I think Keith was the 
he was in the league. He brought he brought Jason into the league. Yeah, they were buddies, fishing buddies, golfing buddies. That's one thing you do need to keep an eye on. Um, but just again to reiterate, those are two great. And guys. they're above board. Two great well guys. Two board. great yeah. league mates. Couldn't ask for yeah. two better league. But mates, I, I know where you're coming. I know what you're saying. It's because and for the very reason when you when you have guys who bring in buddies, that's obviously uh, you've already established that rapport with someone that I can. Hey man, you know, let's talk. Let's well, and, and they were on a fishing trip. They were they, they were on like a fishing trip during during the draft. Well, and and, and, startup, yeah. and you remember all this? And and it's like nothing was wrong. But that's as close to any like I've ever really experienced real what I thought was collusion. I've seen some dumb trades, but I've never really felt like I was being cheated in a league. Uh, you know, um, the, the only time I really experienced something close to collusion, it it's again, it's one of those times where it it wasn't it's, it was clear that it was so egregious but it was like one party didn't realize that they were like being you know hell of the cults essentially so i was we couldn't really call it collusion because they were like no i like this and and we knew from this person prior that um maybe this was their first or second year playing as this was well into adrian peterson's uh, you know, career. He was nearing the back end of it, and we were doing the startup. He took him third overall because um, it was AP, right? So you do the type of player it was, but it was just one of those times where the, it, it crippled the league, and we ended up killing it because he just took like his draft picks for the next like four years. It was one of our. It was a mutual commissioner thing here, and we we were really learning as we were going on. It was one of my third dynasty leagues. But uh, as you go along, you learn things. And like you said, when you start back in the day, you don't really, you're not even looking for collusion at that point because you're not very experienced. But over the time, I mean, fantasy's gotten huge. And luckily, we were able to identify uh, a lot of these little, little hints and clues that, like, you know, that are red flags for collusion. But back then, you, uh, you're, you're a sucker too uh, if you're not looking hard enough. But yeah, well, man, actually- thankfully, it's a rare occasion. Yeah, well, I, I think it's harder to collude in, in dynasty leagues. And the reason why I say it's harder to collude in dynasty leagues is because now this is not a jab or saying that the dynasty gamer is so much more sophisticated or sharp than the, the redraft player. It's, it's, it's none of that. It's just that when you play dynasty and you're listening to podcasts and, and, and you're, you're treating this like a 365 day, 52 week a year habit. You're the sicko, sicko. That's Nate, by the way. If, 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 sure. if, 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 if you're that dedicated, you're Nate's people. But you know, and, and you can just tell. You you just you 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 see more things. And I, I think in redraft, it's like, like when I play redraft, I play with my old I play with my old friends from an old job, and we all went on to different jobs doing different stuff. But we all get together, and I just think about these people. They they literally, it's like they don't check their lineup. They they literally do waivers on Tuesday night for Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. and they then they reset their lineup on Sunday. Yeah. That's the extent of their fantasy footballing. So yeah. that's the kind of group where, where collusion may go unnoticed, like a right. bad trade, um, an unethical ad drop. Um, you know, we'll get into shady commissioners here in a second, but I think it's 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 really more in like redraft leagues than dynasty leagues because I think in dynasty leagues it kind of exposes itself a little bit faster than it does in redraft. Sure. And with dynasty leagues, you're, you're, you're planning for the future. Uh, so you have more to lose. If you're, if you're playing redraft and you, you try to get, you know, whatever other people, if you get caught, well, you know, that, that thing's done. You, you, what you haven't built the several years before isn't gone because you were an idiot. 
you know, you're in redraft, you just had a bad team, you tried to fix it through something shady and you got caught and you're out. So you really don't have that much to lose. So yeah, when you're in dynasty, I, I am, I, I would love to hear examples for people, uh, how many times they've experienced collusion and I don't have any redraft leagues anymore. So that's probably why I don't see that much anymore, but I think you're exactly right. You would have more to lose, which is dynasty for what you've built, put your time into your money into, and you're looking forward to the future. Yeah. You're probably not going to risk it, but if you have less to lose, which is redraft. Yeah. Well, well, we're, we're we're looking in the 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 chat right now, and yeah, you know the the chat says you know player inexperience is not collusion, and that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and I, it's not my cup of tea, but as the fantasy footballers, Matthew Barry, a lot of what have been for the longest time have been redraft content providers start dipping a toe into the dynasty waters. That just makes their loyal listeners. I mean, I'm, and I'm not knocking those shows. It's not for me, but it's for a lot of people. Those are like the top three, you know, fantasy shows in all of fantasy sports. So God bless them, and and they bring more dynasty gamers back into the game that we love, which is dynasty. That's cool, but a bad trade because like we've all been there. Like the 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 first time out to shoot dynasty gamer Nate, you've you've seen it. They think this game's easy. They're going to come in and they're going to run this league over because, you know, they've been kicking their home league's ass for years. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and these guys are stupid. They're chasing all these young guys. And yeah. and, and, and they make bad trades and they burn up a, ba- a bunch of picks. And, and, and the rest of the experienced gamers in the league are like, you know, palm slap. They're like, they're, they're slapping their palm and they're like, God, this guy has no idea what he's doing. Like in your chops, yeah. And 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 and, and that for, that does not mean it's collusion. Even if the new guy and the guy that he traded with are friends, that still doesn't make it collusion. Right. It just means you you got him you got him to make a bad trade. So I wanted to make sure I bring that up. Now, Nate, if you're ever concerned about collusion and you're doing a like an internet league. That's most of the leagues we're in. I mean, yeah. very, very, I don't think any of my dynasty leagues are local where I actually go to the draft. I think they're all with you guys in the goat district and, and Russ with the trade addicts league and here at player profiler, our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone. Those are the leagues that I'm in mm-hmm. my virtual friends. Again, as my, as my wife calls you guys, but if you're going to join uh, an internet league and you don't know anybody, you know, a couple of things that I would be looking to safeguard myself from collusion would be a couple of things. I would want to do a like an FFPC league, which is a sponsor of Player Profiler. It's a, it's a great sponsor. They've never had a league fold, and you know you're going to get your money and the money safe. So that yeah. that's that's one thing I would recommend. Or two, some sort of like a league safe payment system. Now I hate those things because there's like a service fee to withdraw your money and. You know, it's not necessarily the easiest to get the money out, but that's kind of the point, yeah. right? You don't want the money easy to be moved because that's when the money tends to disappear. Yeah. Oh yeah, just PayPal it to me. Uh, okay. Right. And 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 then, now I have been in a league like that where the commissioner took the money and ran, but you know, outside of you know, a reputable site like the FFPC or, um. Uh, a, a safety system like league safe. Can you think of any other ways that like a dynasty or a, a fantasy gamer can insulate themselves from, from being the victim of a collusion in a league? Well, that is, yeah. So uh, outside of what the examples you gave, vetting people is, is probably the best way to do it. Like I think when we started our, our leagues together, 
this was by random chance. We just all came together and, and we were able to find the right people. Yeah, we, we've been able to do a few callings here and there because of the, the bad seats were in there. So it's not without its work, but those are the best ways to do it. Um, but if you're, if you do have access to, you know, if you're looking, obviously you're online, you're probably looking through Twitter and whatnot. Um, I would go through sites such as yours and, and ask around like, like as big as for as many people who play fantasy football right now, it is actually a small world. There, I keep hearing about the guys who were the guys who I thought would be colluding or were just bad, bad apples. And I, I found out, Oh yeah, I'm in this, I'm in this league with this guy. And I just met this new guy uh, randomly in a new startup. It's like, yeah, I play with them, you know, in this other league and he's doing the same thing. Um, so long story short, I would just say that the, you know, the fantasy community is a small world. So I would ask around, Hey, have you heard this guy? Um, narrow it down. It, it will take a lot longer work, but the long run, man, it's going to be so much worth it because it's, there's a lot of people out there who just want to take advantage of leagues. There are guys out there who just want to get in their first year, uh, do what they need to do to win and then just bail and then they kill the league or they make it so hard to recover that we have to have podcasts how to rebuild the league. Um, but yeah, like any way you can properly vet someone, uh, I would do so. Take advantage of these shows such as yours, the, the, the war zone reads out to them. Hey, have you heard of this guy? Um, anybody. And then it will just cascade from there. Uh, then once you get one person in, you can talk to them. Hey, uh, who do you know? That would but be it's, you're, you're right. You're out down the right track. It's like, you know, Twitter or whatever the hell it's called these days. X. X. Uh, I always, like I said yeah. the other night on I'm my show. Yeah, it's it's always going to be Twitter to me, you know. It's like, but I always hear that DMX song, "X going to give it to you." But <laughs> but, yeah. but but you can ask around. Like, if someone invites you to their league, you know, go to their Twitter page. You know, what what do their tweets look like? Do they have three followers? Is their yeah. Twitter profile an egg? You know, Is it first name twenty numbers. Yeah, you know? if, yeah. If, if if it if it feels sketchy, it probably is. So that, that's a great way to avoid collusion is, again, go to a reputable site, find reputable people. You know, Nate Nate is like the salt of the earth, honest, and we've never had an issue with the money or anything in any of the goat leagues. But there there are those people out there. So, so certainly be careful. But, Nate, if you've run into collusion, what's the best practice that you would recommend that if you think there's collusion or you have reason to believe there is, what are some steps that you would take to try to get the, the the matter resolved? The cleanest way is involve the league, involve every owner, every GM in the league. Because if you if you saw it and they've seen it, they know what the transaction is that is causing the stir. Um, you know, and then I'm I'm sure if it's if it's collusion, the ten other or nine other teams outside of yourself are going to see it that way as well. Um, because it didn't benefit them. It's clearly something that's like, what, what's just, what are you doing? Um, and then you, they'll know who the, the GMs are or the friends. Uh, have they done this stuff in the past? Are they in other leagues where um, they've seen them make some, some suspicious moves before? Sorry. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, I think we'll talk about this in a minute, but there's like these red flags as well that lead up to it. But when the actual trade happens itself, get the league involved because you never want to have the league against yourself. You never want to be one against 11. Um, you just want to be one against three. And then you, you want to know what the rest of the league says. But then, like I said, most of the time they're going to be like, okay. Um, and, and, and they're sensible people too. Like we've talked about before, bad trades aren't collusion. Um, 
if it's really bad and it's just an inexperienced owner, you have to discuss that still and see what you need to do from there and just be like, hey, don't take advantage of this guy. Let's fix this problem. But and that rare case of collusion, uh, make this a lead discussion. And if it comes down to a split decision, you as a commission are the tiebreaker. Um, you don't have to put this weight on your shoulders. You have to get to drive the car. You have to make sure everyone's involved and going towards a decision here. But at the end of the day, either the whole league has made the decision or they've given you their input and you've made the decision and the league has to live with that. Yeah, for me personally, it's it's more about asking questions than making accusations. Because the last thing you want to do is blow up your league because you didn't like a trade or something fell off. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 you see the, the loser, it, it, not the loser, that's a red, the person that you felt like didn't get the better end of a trade, slide in that person's DMs and say, look, man, I'm not accusing. I'm just want to ask you a couple questions. What am I missing? What are you seeing that I'm not? Just, just yeah. let me, just let me ask you real quick. What, what was your, what was your train of thought? Because right. the, the last yeah. thing, you, the last thing you want to do is to take your hunch, your suspicion, because then you're the asshole, right? Mm-hmm. You're the asshole who's like, uh, you know, you could be attacking a new person because you're, 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 you're poking them in the chest, you know, you know, figuratively, not literally, but you're poking them in the chest and you're saying you're cheating, you're doing, you're not. Start by asking good questions. Hey man, how did how did you guys come up? How did you guys come up with that trade? What was your what was your thought process? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to accuse you of cheating, but I don't necessarily love that trade. It's not my team. But what but what what was the back and forth? What was the conversation? Because I'm just trying to see what you're seeing so that I, I feel like that we're everything's on the up and up. Right. You, you and, essentially made it a courtroom where they're, they're pleading their case. Correct. And, and by sliding in their DMs, you're doing it in a way that it's just a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. But if you jump right into the league group chat, because most leagues, well, every league should have a group chat, you should be able to have this as a one-on-one conversation, whether yeah. you're best friends with the person or whether you're just playing in your first league with them. You should be able to have a grown-up conversation without slinging accusations and just try to ask a couple of questions. And if they can't give you a clear answer or they're, you know, avoiding you, then maybe that's the time to get the commissioner involved. Yeah. And and, so and, it's, and it's playing poker. You're, you're reading their answers. You get to know where they're going and how they feel. And if they're genuine or they're disingenuous, what, whatever. It's a great path to getting the truth. Well, we're going to get to some more truth here in just a second. Final timeout. I got to talk about something that I'm really proud of because I had a large part in it. And it's the commissioner section of the draft kit, but I can't do it justice. Let's hear the pod father talk about the 2023 world famous, in quotations, draft kit. Hey, it's the pod father of great news. The 2023 draft kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team, and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal 
draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league, do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it. Yeah, I'm really proud of the commissioner section. I wrote the Ten Commandments of, of being a commissioner. Collusion's one of those. So, Nate, we'll start wrapping this one up a little bit. But you mentioned it earlier, red flags. What are some of the red flags? And in, in particular, what are some commissioner red flags that that you get when you suspect there's something shenanigans, some, some shenanigans going on? Uh it depends on what time of the, the season it is, if we're in mid-season form. Um, I've noted that uh, well, I think a lot of us are in more than one league um, and in more than one league with the same people. Um, a good way of looking for these things is um, uh, cross-league trades uh, where you see guys are trading not really bad trades, but um, obviously a clear lopsided winner in one league. Any other league, the other guy got a one-up. I have seen that happen a lot. Uh, it did stop before it got out of hand. Uh, recycling players, when you see uh, a, a team will trade to another team that just happens to be on a bye week uh, with a certain player, and then a week goes by or the week after, they trade back, but maybe throw in a little tweak here and there. That is a big one to me. Um, like, why, why would you do that? I mean, I like I recycle players only because I am never locked into player. I'm always trading, I, so I wouldn't say I recycle players. I just like to trade. But um, when it just coincidentally has to be during a bye week for a player, keep your eye out for that one. Uh, you know, there. Are, it's hard because, like I said, collusion is is kind of at the commissioner's discretion to kind of say, well, this is close enough to being collusion. But uh, there's so many things that come out of the way that are just like, man, you are either a, a oblivious to how bad the trade is, or you have some, like you said, the intent to do uh, something scandalous. Um, and I think those are the two clear ones that I would say that make me think that yeah, you guys are up to something fishy. Everything else is just like, man, you can look at the bad trade, and I don't want to call it collusion, but how could it not be? That's that's what makes collusion so hard, and, and and I think the first thing is is a pretty pleased with sugar on top. Don't be in a league where the commissioner has to approve the trades. The worst hard. trades hard. should always go automatically. We're adults. Yeah. A deal's a deal. You make a deal. You move on. That that's a thing. But again, the the thing I mentioned earlier as a commissioner, it's your job to ask those good qualifying questions. Hey, what's going on? What what did you see? Or I think a bigger red flag to me is a commissioner's indifference. Like if when when the rest, because you know everyone's normal activity in the group chat. Like Nate's in there every day. Nate's like in there like with like poking a bear with a stick. Hey, you guys want to trade? So Nate's, Nate's always involved in the trade, always keeping the chat going. Nate's Nate's that guy. But if the commissioner's like Nate and he's always or she's always in the in the chat, always mixing it up, and then something funky goes down something fishy goes down and all of a sudden they're mia 
that kind of that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. People acting outside their normal behavior patterns is a red flag. Yeah. Now, sometimes people get busy. Maybe their apartment flooded. Their their dog ran away. I don't know. There could be a million things that could have people outside of their normal pattern. Just the fact that it happened around a funky trade or a funky set of actions is always going to raise a red flag to me. Yeah. Now, the last thing I got for you as we're wrapping this one up is when to act. There's never a wrong time to make the right decision. There's never a wrong time to act. Again, I would say, say something immediately. If you're not the commissioner, say something to your commissioner. Part of the job of taking on the commissionership is the dirty job of asking these questions. It's not your job to put on the sheriff's badge and say, yep, oh, I'm the law and that's a bad trade. It's not your job. Let the commissioner do their job. Let, let him or her go in there and say, hey, what's going on? Let them do that. I, th I think that's the probably the best thing we could take away from it. And just, I think you need some sort of a proof before I, I'm, I'm not an accusations guy. I, th I think that's how I would, I would, I would leave it, it for me. Yeah. That's why this topic is hard and it kind of goes in a circle. It's like, well, prove it. Yeah. But here's the thing. If I'm in a dynasty league and, and I guess dynasty is more important than redraft, not like whatever's important to you is important to you. But in, in redraft, like if, if someone is doing shady stuff in a redraft, I'm not playing in that league next year. Cool. You know, if you beat me out of 40 bucks, 50 bucks, mm -hmm. 20 bucks, whatever. Okay. You got me. Now, if like you're Jay-Z and some of these guys that play for big money, that's a different, that's, that, that, that's a different thing. But I'm, I'm not playing. If it's a dynasty league, I'm leaving the league at the end of the year. I'm putting in my notice. I'm saying, hey, Kamish, I'm done. If they ask, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? A lot of red flags in this league, and I think it's just easier to leave. I would say don't keep yourself in a situation that, that you don't want to be in. You know, again, it's the hardest thing. That's why it's a, it's a hard topic to cover from a commissioner standpoint. But I think the things that we covered tonight are, are really the the best ways you can both protect yourself, act on, and try to avoid collusion in your leagues, Nate Dog. Yeah, it is it is probably the hardest thing as a commissioner to to do. Uh, it, it, everything from a commissioner standpoint is work, um, but when trying to make a call on something. I mean, you, you get to drop polls, you get to drop, um, you know, uh, the message board things, drop things in the group chat, like, hey, what do you guys think about this? Do you want to do any changes for next year? This is a collective thing that everyone wants to do or not to do, it, and, and it becomes a down to a vote. But when it comes down to collusion, it's, like you said, it is, you, you, you need proof for true collusion. And unless you are some hacker, you can get into their private text messages and everything between communications or somehow came along, you know, uh, their their chats. And you said, hey, let's collude. It's you're making a call based off what the what the trade was, what the information was, what the reaction was. I think that was a great uh, summation of, of what to look for. Um, changes in their behavior um, when someone doesn't want to defend their bad trade. But they're always talking about like everything else. Oh yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wonder why you are so quiet. Uh, but yeah, it is easily the hardest thing to do as a commissioner. Well, there you go. We took we took on one of the hardest topics in fantasy football, whether it's dynasty or redraft. We took on collusion. Now, Nate, normally this is where I ask my guests what they got going on, but you're just out there making trades. So for the for the people that made it all the way to the end of this show, normally we do a second. Maybe I'll have Josh, our awesome producer. I'll have him snip this out and make it a standalone segment for the 
for the YouTube subscriber only. But give us a guy. Give us a guy that in Dynasty you're either looking to buy or sell because you are pretty shrewd on this. Um, I was trying to get Brandon Ayuk from you. I was going to say he was in, in, in a deal. I, I really and then. You know, it, it feels so good to see him just absolutely smashing in camp right now. But outside of Brandon Ayuk, is there a player you're looking to buy, a player you're looking to sell um, for your dynasty leagues? A little, little bonus content here at the end. Yeah, sure. Uh, in like, just like every year, I say I'm not doing another startup, and here I've done a few this year. And I've noticed I've come away with a few Russell Wilson shares uh, in, in the startup. I know he's not what dynasty players are looking for. Uh, specifically a quarterback. He's just this older guy had one of his worst years in his career last year. The guy is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, I, I don't care what people say. And he's coming in with a vastly improved coaching staff with uh, Sean Payton coming in there. That 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 was a just dumpster fire of a, uh, you know, from top to bottom all last year. And Russell Wilson included. I have found myself coming with him. I, I have to have faith that this guy is going to come back to form. Uh, he's got good receivers. Not great. He's got good receivers um, to throw to. Um, so if he can elevate them, I think he's going to have a bounce back year. And he is, uh, he's not dirt cheap, but he's cheap. And everything is about value. Everything's about And value. he's got a contract that's going to keep him in Denver for the next couple of years. Like it's like a, I forget, it's like a, like a 60 give or take. It's a huge cap, dead cap number if they cut him next year. Yeah. So you've got him for two more seasons. They added Marvin Mims. It sucked that they lost Tim Patrick, but they've still got Cortland Sutton. They've still got Jerry Judy. I, I love that one. I actually have two and they're both wide receivers on the same team. And you're going to be like, that feels odd. <laughs> but I, I, I don't have a problem if you're buying Christian Watson mm-hmm. or Jaden Reed. I love okay. both. Yeah. I don't. I don't want Romeo Dobbs, but but because people were like, well, but they're on the same team, and I was like, well, so is DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but they win in different ways. And I'm not saying that Christian Watson is DK Metcalf or that Jaden Reed's Tyler Lockett, but I think those are the kind of roles those guys could play. You got the big, athletic, super freak guy that could, you know. Big plays, splash plays, and then you have the 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 Jaden Reed that I really think is going to be used in a bunch of different ways. He's the possession guy, and Christian Watson's the big play guy. What where where are you at on Watson and Reed? I love I love Watson. Um, I I don't think you need to reach to get him. You might have to a little bit because he fits every he checks every box. He's, he's young, he's talented, he's on a, a good team, a good coach, popular um, team too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he showed what he was capable of doing last year, uh, clearly. Um, and he may not be a wide receiver one, but he's a wide receiver one on that team. And when you can get the wide receiver one, who's probably going to command all the targets, or the majority of the targets, you say, um, and you can get him for a, somewhat of a discount. Oh, God, man. That'd be, again, everything is about value. It's about value. Um, I don't like buying upside too early. I like buying upside in the middle of drafts and towards the, you know, the, the double digit rounds. And that's exactly where he's going to go. Well, no, he's probably going, if I had to guess, probably in the seventh or eighth round uh, in startups right now, if I had to guess, um, which is perfect. And like I said, for a team's wide receiver one, Jane Reed, uh, I don't know enough about him yet. Um, you know me with, with Romeo Dobbs, I probably am going to have a few shares of him, but you got to, you got to strike in these teams where these guys are available at value and have, I'm going to bite my tongue and say this, but has that upside. 
And yeah, yeah. Nate, Nate does not like buying and selling in the dynasty trade market on upside. But this is it, it's good that we're both talking quarterbacks, wide receivers. You know, in in the world, like some currencies worth more than the other. You know, is the yen worth more than the dollar? Is worth more than the pound? Is worth more than the ruble? Whatever it is, mm-hmm. I think wide receivers are the currency of the future in dynasty. You know, everything's cyclical. We'll have a big running back class in a year or two, and all of a sudden it will it will shift back like we had the great class of 2017. But right now, wide receivers are the currency in Dynasty. I, I think that's where you want to invest. And this was a concept that me and Jerry, my co-host in the Dynasty Warzone and the Podfather last week on the Dynasty Warzone, we really, you know, we're going to take a, a redraft concept, which is hero RB, where you have like that one stud RB and then just give me a bunch of guys. I think that might be the new dynasty build strategy. Let me get one. Let me get a let me get a Barkley. Let me get a McCaffrey. Let me get a, an Eckler or maybe like a Brees Hall or anyone. Mm-hmm. And then start looking for that value of a Rashad White, a, a, a Roshan Johnson, a Javante Williams. Roshan Johnson, I have a few. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. Kendra Miller. You're looking for guys like that, but and you're going to get an opportunity. And I'm going to like try to change out currency in in the season. I'm going to try to get off the, the the running backs a little bit and get more into the wide receivers. But we turned the commissioners podcast. We turned the last six seven minutes of this into a dynasty podcast. But Nate, this is what we do. This, this is literally a conversation that Nate and I would have stuck in traffic on the way home. Uh, I appreciate you doing a double shot this season of commissioning. And I mean, I'm not saying it because he's my guest, but but you could ask JD and Dan from the GOAT district. You could ask Theo Griminger right here from Player Profiler. Anyone who who plays in a league commissioned by Nate will tell you he is a terrific, a terrific commissioner. And you can find him all you still at Pale Poly 004? I am, yes. At Pale Poly zero zero four. Well, it used to be at Nathan Pilmer. You yeah, change it, a few. Yeah. but but if you have like any commissioner questions, just tag him on Twitter. You know, yeah. he, oh, I'll, he, I'll he, talk he, anything fancy football. If, 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 if you're looking for like that guy to tag in a trade poll, Nate's your guy. Tag Nate at Pale Poly zero zero four. Uh, I'll put him in the uh, the body of the show notes so that you can find him. Nate's the guy to tag in a trade. You know, if, if now I. I I'll let Nate decide if he, he wants you to tag him with 5,000 other analysts. In there. But, <laughs> but, but, but you know what? Nate does not mind. He'll get involved in the conversation. He'll help you with, with some trade talk. Nate, I'd love to plug your stuff, but you have no stuff to plug. So I'm going to plug my, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to plug my stuff. Uh, this coming Wednesday, we have a, a dynasty war zone podcast coming out on the player profiler network and the dynasty war zone podcast network talking about, are they dynasty buys or just dynasty guys? And then we're going to do a sell-type version of the same show this coming weekend. Uh, A couple of weeks, we'll be back here with the redraft special, getting ready for live redraft drafts coming up. And uh, it's just good to hang out with you, Nate. uh, Oh, look at that. They put you in the the chat. Uh, One too many L's, I believe. Yeah, just one. Yep, that's all right. You just just look on the group chat on YouTube. It gives you a cheap excuse to go to YouTube and see what Nate looks like. And, uh, well, Nate, buddy, (laughs) I appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'd love to come back anytime you need me. I'm loving, you know me. Let's. Well, I'm. I'm we, we need to start recording our car, our conversations. And this we, we, you know, I, I need to figure out how to do that, how to record the car conversations. But I just see all the people that just jumped on the YouTube. Go back and rewatch it, and uh, make sure to catch that last ten minutes so you can hear some dynasty talk. But uh, I need to get you on the war zone. How about that? We'll get you on the war zone with Jerry, 
And um, maybe we'll do like a trade special with you in season. I just cre- oh. I just created a show. How about that? This is this, this is this is how the sausage is made, gang. So we're gonna have Nate on around like trade deadline time in most leagues, and we're gonna have Nate come on and we're gonna talk trades on the Dynasty War Zone. How about that? It's a it's a date. So there's a reason to subscribe right now. You don't want to miss Nate talking trades at some point in the Dynasty War Zone. But until then, this has been the Kiss the Ring podcast presented to you by Trophy Smack. Remember, for all your trophy needs, draft boards. Uh, toilet bowl prizes, all of those good things. You can find them at Trophy Smack, trophysmack.com forward slash underworld. And if you spend a hundred bucks, no, not $99.99, but a hundred bucks before shipping, before tax, uh, you can get the, the, the free ring promo. So all of that clipped into the show notes, whether you're on audio or video, check it out. Trophysmack.com forward smash underworld forward smash forward slash underworld but uh, i'm gonna get out of here and talk trades with nade behind the scenes see you guys next time thanks for tuning in